0: Uh Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia and uh, as I said uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer and uh, we often think about you know gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian con- I never thought he never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hard-working Macedonian peasants, and the way they were able to reach out and uh, steal the
1: election... are Osmani, the deputy prime,
0: prime by minister by in charge of European issues and a member of Ali Akhmeti's Dewey party, the party born out of the, quote, murderous thugs and criminals, unquote, of the 2001 war in Macedonia has once again threatened war, this time on the issue of language. Meanwhile, Boki 13, at the center of one of several major scandals going on in Macedonia at the moment, is now on trial, looking haggard, attacking judges and other witnesses, and in danger of being Epsteined, to coin a new verb. Katica Yaneva, who was also on trial, has pleaded not guilty, despite the growing body of evidence, pun intended, against her. A third defendant, Zoran Malevsky, surprisingly pleaded guilty and was sentenced to three years in prison. Ortse Kamchev, the businessman also at the center of the scandal, told judges that there are, quote, many more people should be on the dock, not just Katica and Boki, unquote, leading to further speculation as to how high this scandal goes, even while other scandals involving the Minister of Health, Vinko Filipce, and the Director of the Health Fund, Dan Donchev, and others are exposed, not to mention continuing questions about the overall wealth of the outgoing Prime Minister Zoran Zaev and his family. We'll discuss all of this and more in this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the rainy and snowy Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona.
1: And this is Cvetin Shalimanov calling in from Skopje, Macedonia, which is now apparently Chicago on the Balkans.
0: <laughs> Chicago on the Balkans?
1: Well, with all the mafia guys running around, and <laughs> the way they talk, the way they dress, it's Of course. very yes. strong Capone well, vibe here.
0: Well, it was either that or you're referring to the fact that uh, Chicago's uh, residents are known for voting early and often, and <laughs> we have elections coming up in Macedonia. In it
1: history, comes in so, April, yeah.
0: Yeah, so anyway, but that's in April. Today, we are recording this episode on Monday, December 9, 2019, which is the International Anti-Corruption Day, oddly <laughs> enough, uh, so and and we're going to talk about um, all of the, the growing scandals in a minute, but I think uh, we wanted to start with this... Uh, this real, I don't know, tired, uh, in my opinion, threats of war oh. that uh, the uh, Macedonia's minority uh, ethnic Albanians continue to uh, bring up the specter of. And I should, should point out, it's, it's the uh, elected officials and the unelected bureaucrats, the leaders of uh, the, the party, the Dewey, which was formed by Ali Akhmeti uh, shortly after he tried to split Macedonia in 2001. So now we've got Buyar Osmani, as I mentioned in the opening monologue, the, uh, the vice uh, or deputy prime minister in charge of European affairs, who's quoted as saying that, so this is all centered around the uh, the language law. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the, uh, the Venice Commission basically said that the language law that uh, was forced through Macedonia's parliament uh, kind of goes way over and above what yeah. they suggest, uh, what they want, and... Uh, they think it needs to be scaled back. Of course, the Albanians don't like that. Buyor Osmani said this would, quote, practically bring us back to the times before 2001, unquote, mm. which is a thinly veiled threat at yeah. war. The Albanians are always threatening war, always threatening to run back into the hills and pick up guns, and, and this needs to be roundly condemned by by the leaders of Macedonia, by the regional leaders, by the international crowd, etc. I doubt it will be. Mm. And Zoran Zayev, the outgoing prime minister has basically sided with them because he needs their votes. Yep. Is this, uh, wh- what else can you uh, tell us about what's going on? Yeah, this
1: that? is this is a very, you covered it in a nutshell. I mean, uh, the Venice Commission opinion, the initial opinion, we're still waiting for the full report, was uh, very negative, both in the way the law was passed and in what it's going to do to Macedonia in terms of uh, complicating the judiciary. The Commission said it's going it, to uh, make the judiciary unworkable, uh, it's anti-constitutional, I mean, it goes, as you said, above the constitution, which cites that we would be using the Albanian language and any other minority language as an official language only in a municipality which has 20% or more of the ethnic minority like Albanians, Roma, Turks. But the law makes right. Macedonia fully bilingual. It makes it, uh, the Albanian language is going to go in official use in uh, Kočani in Berovo, in Pekčevo, in Štipin cities, which have zero Albanians. Uh, and uh, this is against the constitution. And the commission found this to be contrary to the constitution. But uh, you know, Zaev's uh, comments before the law was being uh, sent to this, uh, this is a Council of Europe institution, the Venice commission. Before the law right. was sent there, uh, he said he's going to respect the decision of the commission. Uh, but after you know, the commission found what it found, in large part owing to efforts from the Macedonian representative there, uh, Tanya Karakanishova, who is a strong critic of uh, uh, this uh, bilingualism law. Uh, Zaev initially said, yes, sure. But then after Buya B- 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 Osmani threatened him with war, and even more worse for Zaev, with losing the Albanian votes, Zaev quickly changed his position. Within a day, he, he was singing a different tune, and now he says, that the law was adopted in Parliament, we can't go back to things that, you know, he's actually acknowledging the threat. He says we can't go back to things we would, which would uh, divide us. Right. And that's wow. what he said. And, and
0: Yeah, and, and we've, we've seen this numerous times, as I mentioned earlier, and I suppose we'll see it again, and the question is, well, we already know, Zoran Zayev is not going to stand up to them. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to see what, uh, I don't know if the... Uh, any of the leaders of Vomero of, of, de of have come out and said anything yet, they expect they will. Um,
1: yeah, Mitskozki so he's yep. going to propose amendments in line with the objections of the commission. So basically he's going to propose uh, uh, a law which would uh, implement all the findings of the Venice commission.
0: Wow, okay, good. Um, and then I, I, I just saw this earlier this morning, uh, the economy minister of Macedonia, uh, Kresnik Bekteshi, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: sent a letter. I don't know who he sent the letter to. It's about... Um, uh, anyway, it's it's regarding the fact that Kosovo isn't going to be involved in um, yeah. in uh, one of these international confabs. And so he, he writes to them, and he actually he calls Mas- the Macedonians North Macedonians. He says, uh, sure. during the North Macedonian presidency in 2018, we had mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So he's essentially adopting the adjective and calling things that should simply be Macedonian as North Macedonian. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's deliberate or lazy. I tend to think it's deliberate, actually, given what, um, what we saw from the uh, what was the Albanian football team, that, uh, the Macedonian Albanian football team that trashed them in the uh, yeah. the uh, cultural museum?: uh, The so National
1: we, theater. Yeah, the National Macedonian theater, National right. Theatre.
0: Yeah, they, they had signs in there that said oh, Macedonians don't have any history. So, mm. I don't know, it just it, it just seems, you know, call me paranoid, but it, it just seems that, that there are too many ethnic Mas, ethnic Albanians that are part of the minority community of uh, uh, Macedonia that are, are either threatening war or deliberately trying to undermine Macedonian identity or you know, engage in other activities that are designed to, to question uh, the Macedonians' right to their own land.
1: Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's easy to dismiss this as Dewey posturing before the elections after engaging in crime yeah. and corruption for, you know, three years of the four-year term. They used the last year for uh, nationalist posturing, like the thing at the theater and now this. But uh, on the other hand, it's <laughs> it's still something that's sliding, pushing the country toward war. It's not like... Uh, you know, you can say they're doing it for uh, for votes, but uh, and yeah, they'll come around, don't worry, something like that. But um, it is, uh, you know, tearing the country apart because the one thing, the only thing that Albanian parties are campaigning on, it's never the healthcare, it's never the taxation, it's never the education, it's always uh, these primal uh, nationalist, uh, atavistic uh, uh, feelings and emotions. And that's... It's impossible to do politics. This is pre pre political what we're doing with them.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we we've talked about this before. Written about it uh, that the the ethnic Albanian parties, minority parties in Macedonia, do not. Um, they're not. They don't care about their constituency in, mm-hmm. in terms of things like you know basic things like jobs, uh, and as you said, healthcare and things like that. They're. They're 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 focused on uh, their flags and symbols and things like that. So anyway,
1: um, yeah, basic crime with Albanians. We had a Macedonian kid stabbed like several days ago, a 13 year old kid, and right. the attacker is wow. apparently even similar age, in a mm-hmm. in a mixed district here in Skopje. And we had the machine gun attack in Alexander Palace. So now the the police came out in force. They were arresting the people who were shot at, who are also Albanian drug runners, I'm not, you know, you're not going to get any sympathy from me uh, about them. But yeah. uh, they were arresting the victims in this case. Uh, and then they, they said, okay, we're now arresting the perpetrators as well. So they kind of, they like arrested a dozen people. And eventually only one remains in detention. The rest have apparently fled to, to Kosovo. So they arrest like mm. 12, 11 people, keep only one. They release 10, uh, you know, they let 10 of them go. And the actual attackers with the machine guns are probably in Kosovo by now. So, uh, and, and all of them have pictures, as we said last episode, they have pictures with <laughs> Zoran Zaya for Stevo, Pendarovsky, because the uh, SDSM relies on their votes. We ha- just had a poll come out. It shows that DUI is doing well with these types of behavior. Uh, and uh, among Macedonian parties, Vemero is leading like three, uh, four points ahead of SDSM, which is good enough for a okay win. But among ethnic Macedonians, Vemero is, is uh, trouncing SDSM. It's like a three to two ratio. It's, uh, um, it would be a complete uh, wipeout. But uh, Zaev is going to rely on uh, Albanian votes, on buying Roma votes, uh, Bolsniak votes, Turkish votes. And uh, a lot of the Albanian votes are going to be stuffed ballots. Uh, I mean, we can, we can uh, count on that from now, you, you know... Uh, even now we can we can place the bets on this, and uh, right. this is how he wants to close the gap.
0: Right. Well, and then again, going back to what what I said earlier about the fact that there is just there's radio silence from the international community, from uh, regional leaders, etc., about the, uh, the threats of war, about these these mm. increasing um, gang style events going on, the drug running, all of that stuff, um, and I think that's deliberate.
1: Yeah, it's worse than silence. There is the U.S. ambassador in an interview saying things are turning around, getting better, like in media or corruption. Like, yeah, completely oblivious to, to anything happening. There is the British ambassador in an interview saying, well, okay, the prosecutor, which we all propped up and presented as best thing since sliced bread, should turn out to be a complete gangster and criminal, but at least it's being reported and she's being tried, although the trial is a cover-up, not a trial, and imagine right. if it happened under Gruevsky, she's basically saying uh, this, this would not be, she would not even be arrested. So they're, they've completely picked a side and they're sticking to it. They're completely, complete clowns, the ambassadors well, yeah. of the U.S. and the U.K.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's most of the Western ambassadors have always taken the side of citizen because they themselves have the same worldview uh, of the far left. Um, I might even say, you know, progressive far left uh, might even say Jacobin, uh, mm. but uh, and that's the way they always will be. Well, but let's let's switch tack here slightly and talk about since today is the International Anti Corruption mm. Day <laughs> about all the corruption going on in Macedonia, and uh, the trials started this past week of uh, of the uh, racket uh, scandal uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Boki Thirteen and Katitza Yanovi and others. Um, and so, so, here's my big question, Svetin. I, I've read a lot of media articles and, and seen a lot of chatter about this money that mm-hmm. um, Kamchev gave in the Louis Vuitton bags, and it was... How much was it, actually?
1: Uh, he gave a total of 1.5 million, and the in, in money in the bag euros was, I think, bags. a million. yeah,
0: Okay, a million. Okay, a million euros a in million. in 50 or 100 euro notes. That's yeah, That's yeah. not a small <laughs> physical amount. I mean, that's... That's bags. And we saw the video of uh, Boki walking out, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the, and his accomplices with the bags. Where did the money go? <laughs> yeah.
1: Kamchov said... You I know, was,
0: Jerry, Jerry, was it Jerry Maguire? Show me the money? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't <laughs> understand. I,
1: yeah. So, Kamchov said I was messing with him. I, I made it all $50 bills, like when you're fined for a traffic uh, <laughs> violation and you go pay the, the, the fine in pennies. And... Uh, <laughs> He said, "I lined the bag with uh, luxury magazines because I, I was messing with him. I was, I was trolling him. This is what he said." <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I mean, Kamchov doesn't okay, know where, so where the money go? went. He denied. He, den- he, alleg- he
0: literally. He, okay, go
1: ahead. He denied allegations that he has the GPS files, even though mm-hmm. you know he acknowledged he was being advised by Bulgarian people how to handle the money, and by the now-dismissed Ubeka director, who was apparently his friend and on his side in this entire situation, and this is why. I have dismissed him. He was an SDSM appointee, but uh, Goran Nomovsky is his name. But he apparently helped um, uh, Kamchev and this apparently contributed to his removal from office. So now he says right. he does not have the uh, tr- tracking uh, data, devices. Yeah. He would not speculate on this, although everybody suspects that he has. And um, now it's all up to Boki. So he came out in this emotional style, like almost crying over his friend, Jarko Lukowski, the former director of T-Mobile, mm. who Boki mm. and Katica apparently tried to extort money from while he was badly ill. We didn't, I mean, the public didn't know that he has brain issues, like brain hemorrhaging. Aneurysm he, or something. Yeah. He died from aneurysm like a few, uh, like 10 days ago, wow. just as the, start, the trial was beginning. But apparently Boki mm. was racketeering him while he was badly sick. So Kamchev came out all teary-eyed and said this monster, this freak, he called him Nakaza, like really something that uh, you know, it would get him in trouble with the LGBT crowd uh, <laughs> under different circumstances. And uh, so basically he left Boki all alone in the dock and now uh, Kamchev uh, came out protecting Zoran Zaev and Radmila Shekerinska. He dropped the name of Vinko Filipcha, but also protected him. So he said they didn't know, they wouldn't know. I was not directly attacked by them. Uh, Zayev probably helped uh, begin the investigation into Katica. So he washed, you know, his or actually would not accuse them, even though it's impossible that this was going on without uh, Shakerinsky and Zayev being actively involved in the extortion. And so he basically left Boki all alone with the... uh, who apparently has evidence of where the money went. Boki mentioned uh, recordings from his own house, which would reveal who was coming, whether somebody was taking the bag out of his own house now. So Boki has all the evidence. He's still in prison. He's very ill. He was shouting in a shouting match with Kamchov about the surgery which Boki had in Kamchov's Sistina Clinic and apparently went very badly. Maybe possible because Boki would not pay for the 10000 thousand euro surgery uh, gastric mm. bypass. So Boki, ev- everything is now on Boki's shoulders. Like Kamchev did a very interesting, you know, very flamboyant show. He gave a, la- a lengthy statement afterwards. It was all bunch of evidence, uh, finger pointing directly at Katica and Boki. It's great, you know, piling a lot of uh, dirt on their shoulders and by extension on Zaev, who was there closest friend but then he washed you know he stopped short of accusing Zaev and now Katiz is apparently uh, you know accepted her fate she has children she can be blackmailed and threatened very directly mm-hmm. she also faces a shorter sentence because it's more difficult to prove that she was taking the money Boki is filmed with the money mm-hmm. and he's in prison and uh, you know I fear something bad may. Happened to the poor guy. The right. Well, couple,
0: yeah, a couple of things. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a poor guy. I think he is. Uh, he is a. Uh, he's a criminal, a gangster, and a freak. Uh, and as as said in the opening monologue, he is in danger of being Epsteined. Uh, mm. To coin a new verb, which I think you coined, Svet, and I'll have to credit yep. you with that. So, <laughs> uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, so I'll be surprised if uh, Bulky makes it through the winter. Although he has said on numerous occasions. That if something does happen to him, uh, his mother or somebody in his family yep. has all all the evidence, and it's going to come out. Yep. So you got that. Uh, you got Yaneva, uh, who you just said has accepted her fate. She's going to be going to prison of some sort for some amount of time. Um, when does the is the the trial still ongoing? Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, is there an estimate as to how much longer this is going to go on?
1: Well, um, it just depend on how much time. more
0: evidence comes out.
1: Next witness is uh, Kamchev's wife, who was okay. directly in communication with uh, Boki while he was in detention. And afterwards, we honestly don't know. Basically, they're removing Milevsky, who should testify and have a lot of information from the picture because uh, he made a plea deal for three years in prison. Um, I'm not sure if this means Katice would get more or less because Milevsky was also carrying the money, but... Uh, Katica is obviously a more superior level of culpability here. But yeah, it's possible that they only get her in the dock for like two years or something like that. So she says, fine. Mm. Um, who else would testify? I mean, uh, there should be a follow-up uh, trial for this other scandal with uh, frosina Reminsky, the other corruption uh, scandal involving Boki, but not Katica. Uh, so Boki could be facing like 20 years easily if this thing wow, comes, really, gets uh, fully blown definitely up.
0: A, definitely a dead man then.
1: Um, mm.
0: I, and it's, you know, again, it's always important, I think, to point out that Katice uh, Yaneva, we're talking about the chief prosecutor of the mm. special prosecutor's office, the one that was held up high by Zoran Zayev and his entire government and the international community, yep. They practically worshipped her. She was the chief angel of Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Her her uh, silhouette adorned on T-shirts, uh, which uh, of course are, are now probably being used as rags to clean up uh, spills mm-hmm. in the house and things like that. Um, and and now she's facing she, she's in, she's in trial uh, and she's going to be going to jail. And you, you know. The internationals don't talk about this. Of course not. Yeah. This was their darling, and it all went south. Um, and then, of course, you've got the ongoing drip, drip, drip of this entire scandal, the one that I mentioned earlier with uh, the health minister, uh, Vinko, Philip che, mm-hmm. and Dan Dante, the director of the health fund, which we haven't heard about, or I haven't heard about too much lately, uh, plus others. Um, you've got uh, our friend... Um, Laris Geiser of uh, mm-hmm. La Verita, who has got evidence. Uh, Branko Gerowski, who started this whole thing, the journalist in Macedonia, many, many earlier this uh, this past summer. Uh, I'm sure he's got more information and whatnot. This is just going to keep going on, no matter how much the internationals and the media who supports Zayev try to ignore it or avoid it. Uh, it is going to keep coming out. It is cer- certainly the talk of, uh, the dinner table uh, at homes around Macedonia and in um, uh, taverns and restaurants, etc., uh, anywhere people gather, um, and it it just can't be good for the prime minister and his uh, his government. And I don't I don't know what they're what they're thinking or or how they're going to try and put this behind them. But they're not doing a very good job of that.
1: No, I mean it, it, this is very uh, interesting to watch. It's very uh, juicy. You know, visually interesting, you had uh, Kamchov show up all dressed up like John Wick and even some dog was following him as he was entering. So that that video uh, I had up uh, on Twitter that came out perfectly prophetic, you know, uh, and he's handling all the people around him like John Wick. But then, listen, as you said, he he tried to abort mission. He had uh, the police uh, going to several of his companies the day before the trial. Uh, looking for poking around for evidence that uh, you know, which would help zaev uh, show hi, portray him as uh, in connection with vomero in uh, funding Wimmero's uh, campaign. Obviously, he's funding both sides, uh, and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this may have uh, influenced his uh, his uh, uh, testimony. Uh, he came up as uh, an NASDSM official in his youth. He was. Uh, his family, his father made the fortune in privatizing a textile mill, privatizing under SDSM right. meant he actually took it over, even though it was publicly owned. Uh, and uh, he was obviously a very strong SDSM supporter. Then under Vimero, he had, uh, he bought several newspapers uh, and turned one of them, Dnevnik, into a pro-Vimero outlet, while another pro SDSM outlet, Utrinski. So he was basically, you know, Dividing his support uh, under Vemuro, but uh, nevertheless, you know, SDSM would uh, their media would insist on portraying him as a Vemuro oligarch, which is, I mean, laughable given his his background and his origins. Uh, but uh, now that he essentially backed off from attacking Zaf in the testimony, uh, the day afterwards, we had this new leak. Somebody posted like five uh, audio recordings on YouTube just like mm-hmm. 10 seconds long, it's Kamchev speaking to some other person, but it's just like short sentences of what Kamchev was saying. This other person was obviously recording him. And uh, it's very mafia-like, it's very soprano style or The Godfather. Uh, he talks <laughs> like, uh, you go after me, I go after you, both of our sides will get bloodied up, and then Mitskovsky is gonna win the elections, Vimura comes, and where that leaves both of us. I mean, mm-hmm. in the sense it's not good for either of us. You right. know, I, ha- I have a male uh, son. You have a male son, apparently speaking about Zaev. Uh, you know, we do the shiptar thing, you know, which this term for Albanians, which means blood vendetta. We go, you mm. know, you go after my family, I go after your family. Uh, and it's very, uh, he's like offering... Is the SM to make a deal? He says, "You want to send me in prison? All I want to do is, like, uh, uh, be left alone." So uh, this is essentially, uh, you know, even if the initial leaks came through Kamchev, something that mm-hmm. Kamchev denies, uh, there is apparently other. There are apparently other recordings which are going to continue uh, presenting the whole uh, situation. Zayev would like a right. quick trial in which. None of DSM officials are involved, except maybe Frosina Reminsky who is involved in this other trial. They might try to postpone that, well, move this forward and go to the elections with the story that they've settled something, some criminal case. But uh, I'm not sure they're going to be allowed to do that.
0: And in all of this, I, I, I'd like to kind of know, because uh, I haven't heard from them in a while. A lot of them have blocked me on Twitter, and, and I don't really follow them. I'm talking about the colorful revolutionaries. Um, they've been silent, I assume, where they're kind of pretending that this actually isn't happening, nothing to see here, move along type stuff. Uh, are, are any of our, are, our friends in the colorful revolutionaries uh, talking about this, saying anything, or are they just kind of trying to ignore it all?
1: Not anymore. Even Girovsky was quiet about this trial. A bunch of them, you know, those who are involved actively in pushing an angle, like uh, supporting a rival ISDSM faction like Girovsky was, uh, they were quiet this time. Um, uh, Those who were initially shocked and who would comment like in exasperation, they were also quiet. There is one group which is apparently now um, working with this IRI tool about corruption, which was which oh, right. involved Katya So they're active, but it also feels like astroturf. It feels like some of the embassies are pushing this in order to later be able to say that, well, listen, we have now, you know, we give a an inch to Vimera after, uh, you know, destroying them literally over the past several years. We are now uh, want to be even handed and show that we work fight corruption wherever we find it, like some, that, that kind of BS. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, no, uh, you know, those who are obviously paid by ZAF, they wanted uh, <laughs> what was their angle, honestly, this time? Uh, well, I suppose like uh, like what the British ambassador was saying, that, uh, you know, we are tackling crime even when it comes from one of our own, like mm-hmm. Katica like, Yanova. Uh, what else can they say? I mean, there is really... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I suppose they're going to bleed a lot in uh, independent support at the elections.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, Well. you know, let's look at it from the, the point of view from the colorful revolutionaries. So they've invested everything in this, in Zaev mm. and in the changing of the name, the changing of the identity, and Katitsya Neva and the special prosecutor, etc. They've invested their, the past three, four years of their life, in all of this their reputations uh etc so obviously from their point of view they want to do everything they can to salvage it i mean the worst thing that they you know they could do would be to say oh my goodness i was so wrong you know that's human nature to not want to admit such a thing um even when it's staring you right in the face so uh, you know from their point of view i get that that they want to just uh, ignore this or uh, or keep fighting for it mm-hmm. in some cases um even while, and I want to segue here slightly to uh, an issue that I hadn't, we didn't talk about in our pre-call, uh, in pre-notes, but this issue of um, Zayev promoting Macedonia now uh, as, a, as a multi-ethnic yes. people, quote-unquote, uh, and, and trying to move the discussion towards Macedonia uh, as a political entity and not the fact—and it is a fact— that Macedonia is, an first and foremost, is the homeland of the Macedonians as an mm. ethnic group, just like Estonia is the homeland of the Estonians, and it says it throughout the Constitution. It doesn't even mention the Russians in the Estonian Constitution, which make up 30% of the population there, and I assume that if you were to look at the Latvian and Lithuanian constitutions, you'd find the same thing, even though they have similar percentages of the Russians, and on down the line throughout the many states of Europe certainly all of this all of the nation states of Europe do have uh ethnic minorities in them, uh, but they are by and large the homeland of, you know, fill in the blank. Uh but Zaev, it's not enough for him to have uh done what he it's not enough for him to have changed the name of Macedonia and the identity of Macedonia by, A, ignoring the consent of the governed in the September 30, 2018 referendum, and then using threats, lies, intimidation, bribes, and arrests to get his eight more votes to ram this through Parliament illegally. It's not enough for him to have done that. Now he has to continue uh, with this goal of wiping out, almost, the Macedonian identity. And I think, I posit, and I wrote, um, I have another article I got a publisher shortly, and I'll be sending it to you. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. I I have a paragraph on that very issue, that he is beholden to the internationals and to the uh, Macedonia's minority Albanians that got him elected. Mm -hmm. He's beholden to all of them. And so he he has to keep pushing this line. It's, It's almost like a relationship between a drug user and a drug. So the drug... Which is the plaudits and the acclamation and the praise of the international community for Zoran Zaev? That's his, that's his drug, and he's, he, he craves it, and he wants it, and he needs more of it. And so he has to keep pursuing this uh, agenda of attempting to wipe out almost uh, the Macedonian nation in order to continue getting those plaudits and those praises and those accolades from the internationals, and of course in Macedonia, domestically, to be reelected by getting the votes of Macedonia's uh, minority Albanians. And uh, so he was, he, he made that statement this past week, I believe, uh, he was called out. Um, our friend, the former culture minister, uh, Ganka Svetanova, uh, really uh, came down hard on him as did others. Yeah. Um, has is, is anybody else said anything about this? Is he, uh, or is, is he, um, what's, going to, what's the latest on that?
1: Yeah, we initially uh, initially uh, declared this a gaffe by Zaev, but then he said, no, it's not a gaffe, it's how I feel, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, this, I, I sense it's, this is mostly uh, not necessarily the Albanians or the internationals, but mostly a deal with the Greeks and the Bulgarians as part of his push to get them to continue supporting uh, EU accession and uh, to get the new right-wing government of Greece to uh, not turn its back on the Prespa Treaty. Um, so basically, the Dzaio's big win in Prespa, he portrayed it as a win, was that he got Greece, as he said, to acknowledge that we speak a Macedonian language, to an extent mm-hmm. the Greeks do, and to accept that we are a Macedonian nation, Uh, These Greeks say they never accepted, only in the political sense. So not a nation as an ethnic nation with, you know, a language, religion, I don't know, common blood kinship, etc. connection to the land. Greeks said, no, we only accepted that you're a nationality, Macedonian forward slash citizen of the Republic of North Macedonia, which means a political connection, a citizenship of a state. And, uh, you know, you have to use it all as one word, and it does not mean that you are ethnically anything. Zaev came back and said, no, 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 listen, they accepted that we are Macedonians and that we have the right to call ourselves Macedonians as a Macedonian nation. And now he goes out and redefines Macedonian nation in the sense in which Tsipras explained this in a very political sense. All the citizens of Macedonia, Roma, Turks, Serbs, Bulgarians, as he now would rather have us presented, and... uh, you know, uh, cough cough Macedonians uh, yeah. were, uh, are all members of the political Macedonian nation, which does not have an ethnic background, and this is his current position. And uh, it's not, uh, I mean, people have already, I suppose, absorbed this, because nobody bought his initial comment that the Greeks are now accepting us as a separate nation under that name. It's an ethnicity. They, they were, the Greeks were very strong against using the same term for minority Macedonians in Greece. This should have been our, uh, our tell when Dimitrov was once asked and was not quick enough to distance himself from saying that there are Macedonians living in Greece, the Greeks tore him a new one. So this should have been enough to tell us that they've never accepted a Maced- the existence of a Macedonian nation. Nevertheless, Zaf insisted that they have, but now he says, no, a Macedonian nation, but in the sense of all the citizens of the Republic of North and whatever their background may be. So the, and this is now not only the Greek position, this is now his position. <laughs> so, mm. you know, this is a complete, uh, complete treason. I mean, there, this is the word. There is no other word for this. He's betraying his own uh, people.
0: Yeah, I think if, if, you know, kind of to take a step back and look at this from a 30,000 foot, 10,000 meter perspective uh this all seems like a lot of bad news and whatnot but uh i think it's important to remember that this too shall pass and uh zoran zayev will uh at some point no longer be the prime minister and he's his his legacy yeah (laughs) but even beyond that even even beyond that yeah even beyond that um he's he's going to be you know within a few years with maybe five years, uh, you know, Zoran's life's name is, it's already been trashed, but it's going to be even even um, more dragged through the mud, I think, in the history mm. books that will be written yeah. in the future about Macedonia because of what he does. And it's going to take a lot to repair all the damage that he has done. And uh, mm-hmm. And, and I find this slightly delicious, that... The internationals, who I was talking about a few moments ago, whose praise and accolades and, and love <laughs> he, uh, he, he needs, he craves, he thrives on it. He, uh, it's his lifeblood. They've already started to distance themselves from him, and eventually they will completely ignore him. This is, and I, I don't say that because of this specific situation. I say this because that is the history of the way these things go uh they will drop him um like a bad habit although i hate mm. clichés like that um they will they will completely drop him uh you know, they, they already you know the uh, uh was a nobel peace prize of course that he was supposed to get that he didn't along with uh, Alexis Tsipras. uh just a few months ago he was riding high riding a wave mm. and uh and now he's he's struggling and that's just going to uh, continue uh into uh into the future, and then, as I just said, um, you know, three, four, five years from now, it's uh, he's, he's going to be thoroughly trashed in the history books.
1: Yeah, it's very delicious. I mean, it's going to teach a whole new generation of Macedonians never to trust what we call the international community, but it's going to cost us a lot, and I'm not you sure know. if we're getting out of this in one piece.
0: You will. You have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's, and it's got to be Macedonians, and it's got to... You know, as I've written about it, again, we talked about on this podcast and, and in other places, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take uh, the Macedonians. It's going to take... You know where all this begins? It begins at the lunch table or the dinner table. Uh, it begins in the living room at home. It, it, it begins with parents and older siblings and grandparents and aunts and uncles and older cousins telling the younger uh, generation, young Macedonians... What it means to be a Macedonian, and about the history and about the sacrifices that were made uh, long ago, and why those sacrifices were made to have an independent homeland, an independent Republic of Macedonia. And that's where it starts, and that's where it has to continue. Uh, and I believe it can, I believe it will. I, I see it actually, you know, every week. I, I hear stories about. Uh, macedonians telling their children and and instructing their children in in the history of macedonia and encouraging them and so so i have to i have to have faith and i have to have hope and i hope uh that we can in some small way through this podcast uh, convey that to uh, Mm. to the macedonians
1: i prefer Conveying it to the internationals that this is going to end in such a show that uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to re- reverberate through, through the region well, and uh, and Europe itself. And and this is, well, you know, this is a defense mechanism as well. Don't touch yeah. us. As Kamchov said, don't mess with me. We both get bloodied. And it's right. a very uh, good uh, and fair warning here.
0: Yeah. Well, the internationals have their own um, problems uh, and... I think we should point out that this Thursday is uh, the elections in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and uh, right now polls show that the Tories, the Conservative Party, will get the majority that Boris Johnson needs to complete Brexit and take the United Kingdom out of the European Union, which sends, a, sends a, 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 maybe a mortal blow to the European Union. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So... Uh, so the internationals have their own, their own problems that they don't fully appreciate or realize. Uh, and on that note, why don't we take a, a quick break and then come back with our farmer's picks.
1: And just one last point on NATO. I want to say when you saw the final pictures of all the leaders standing together, how many Americans saw that picture and said, I feel so much safer now that the leader of North Macedonia is in this group I'm just so glad that this man is <laughs> going to defend us when
0: the Russians invade, just like the Democratic lawyer said.
1: And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast. This is Tvetan Chelimanov from Skopje, Macedonia. And we have Jason Mikko online from Tucson, Arizona. And it's time for the Farmers Speaks portion of the podcast in which we present interesting and uh, more cheerful stories from Macedonia. Uh, Jason, what have you prepared for us this time?
0: All right, I've got a uh, great article, uh, news piece from um, VOA, Voice of America Macedonian Service, uh, about the first Macedonian to sail across the Atlantic. So uh, this gentleman uh, Borjan Panovski, apparently he lives in Washington, works in finance there, is going to be uh, in a regatta going from Las Palmas, Spain, to St Lucia in the Caribbean, uh, and. It's just a, it's a great article because it, it talks about well first of all he's the first Macedonian to sail across the Atlantic, uh, second of all I like the fact that the article just talks about him as a Macedonian and never says anything else about about mm-hmm. this inward, uh, but it's just a good fun article because it talks about what he's going to be doing as he sails across the Atlantic with the team in this regatta, again from Las Palmas to uh, Saint Lucia, uh, so it's it's one of those little things that you know we celebrate the success of Macedonians around the world that are doing very cool and, uh, you know, difficult things. So um, we'll put a link up to that uh, VOA article about the first Macedonian to sail across the Atlantic. That is this my is farmer's pick. The uh,
1: there was no? a Macedonian guy with Columbus's crew, remember?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our Albanian friends will claim that uh, Christopher Columbus oh, was an Albanian. Course, course. Or the Greeks, so... Uh, For sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's... that's that's
1: my farmer's pick. Svetan. what's yours? Hey, well, we have, uh, yeah, you know, how I usually like to dunk on Macedonian movies and, uh, it's unwatchable and, uh, you know, basically everything, uh, produced for TV here, but there is actually one good show and it's finally coming back. It's, uh, Ibn-O-Kid, the one, oh, one-eyed sure. ones, yeah. which, which would be the translation. And it's this excellent, uh, uh cartoon, uh, like, uh, South Park style, uh, uh political show, which Uh, mocks and uh, taunts, the politicians and internationals involved here, and they're obviously, you know, they're over flooded with uh, material, but they were not active in the past several years, mainly because uh, uh, one of the principal authors, Boris Damovsky, was arrested. He was a political Mm -hmm. prisoner of the Zayf regime because of the uh, April 2017 uh, storming of the parliament. He was kept in prison, eventually received uh, uh, the pardon, and... uh, Finally, he and uh, uh, Alek Rusyakov are back in business and they just had their first, uh, uh, their first episode of the new season. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's difficult to, uh, you know, uh, mock or, uh, you know, exaggerate what's happening here because whatever crazy stuff they come up with, you know, Zayev immediately goes out and makes it reality or gets, does something even, even more crazy. For real, but uh, mm-hmm. if somebody can do it, the, the two of them, the two of them can. Ec- so, excellent. Yeah, this is well, the farmer's pick. I'm going to include some uh, excerpts in the in the ending of the show. Okay, good.
0: It's uh, you know we always we, we tend to forget the use of humor and sarcasm to uh, point out the flaws and the foibles, especially of, of both elected and unelected leaders, and frankly the transnational progressive elites as well. Uh, I think you just mentioned before we went to the farmer's picks, before we went to the break, uh, that uh, we'll, we'll save it maybe for next time, this uh, photograph of Zoran Zayev in a <laughs> flight jacket on the USS Harry Truman. Uh, he's going to be mercilessly mocked for that, and rightly so. Uh, but yeah. we'll save that for next... Well, it's going to be coming up as soon as we sign off here, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch upon it next week. And
1: the next Is he shorter than Tom Cruise? <laughs> it's definitely sure. going to be worse than the sequel. <laughs> uh, and all right. Okay, I have too many ideas. I don't. Know yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It. We'll, we'll, right.
0: we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, do that. Okay, I am. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's raining here in uh, Oro Valley. There's it's snowing on the mountains. Uh, it's very Christmassy, and uh, mm-hmm. I've got to get to the office. Um, but uh, always uh, good catching up with you, but... Spud.
1: Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care Oh!